Job chapter 17. My spirit is consumed, my days are extinct, and the grave is ready for me. Surely they are mockers with me, my eye dwells on their provocation. Now give a pledge, be collateral for me with yourself. Who is there who will strike hands with me? For you have hidden their heart from understanding, therefore you will not exalt them. He who denounces his friends for plunder, even the eyes of his children will fail. But he who has made a byword of the people, they spit in my face. My eye also is dim by reason of sorrow. All my members, members are as a shadow. Upright men will be astonished at this. The innocent will stir himself up against the godless. Yet the righteous will hold to his way. He who has clean hearts, he who has clean hands will grow stronger and stronger. But as for all, but as for you all, come back. I will not find a wise man among you. My days are past. My plans are broken off, as are the thoughts of my heart. They change the night into day, saying the light is near in the presence of darkness. If I look for Sheol as my house, if I have spread my couch in the darkness, if I have said to corruption, you are my father, to the worm, my mother and my sister, where then is my hope? As for my hope, who will see it? Shall, it? shall it go down with me to the gates of Sheol, or descend together into the dust? The comments for Job chapter 17. Now in chapter 17, Job is still replying to Eliphaz. This is the second round of speeches. Eliphaz is the first friend. And Job is replying to him, and it started in chapter 16, and it still continues in chapter 17, and he says interesting things. So he says in this, in verse 1, he says, My spirit is consumed, my days are extinct, the grave is ready for me. <laughs> he didn't want to last much longer, he just wanted to go. And so that's an interesting phrase, the grave is ready for me. And it reminded me of um, something I had heard somewhere else in the Bible, and I was rack racking my brain to think of where I remembered it. And I remembered it was something like, um, the grave is, is never has its fill or something like that. Anyway, I searched up and I found it comes from Proverbs 30, verses 15 to 16. It says that there are four things that are never satisfied. It's the grave, the barren womb, land that isn't quenched by water and fire. And if you think about well, the fire example first, it doesn't matter how much you throw in the fire, it will never be satisfied. You can see the analogy at work there. The grave, it doesn't matter how many people die, more people can die. Um, the barren womb, you know, the womb that cannot have children, it doesn't matter how much you, you know, the barren womb, the womb that's never had a child will never be satisfied. So there's a way of thinking about all of this. And so Job was saying, the grave is ready for me. But that verse in Proverbs saying that the grave is never satisfied, it made me realize that the grave is ready for everyone. The grave is ready for you, and the grave is ready for me, and the grave is, is hungry for, the, for people to go to it. Now, the grave in Hebrew was Sheol. The word was Sheol, and it didn't mean hell. Like, you might think, and it didn't mean the physical grave either. Like, when we bury someone, we say they're in the grave. It doesn't mean they've gone to heaven or hell, it just means we've put them in the ground. 
because we're thinking physically. When um, Job said this, it was more like the place of the dead, the word Sheol, I've gone to the place of the dead, but the place of the dead um, wasn't either good or bad, it could be either. And um, we see a parable in, um, you know, Jesus tells a parable of uh, Lazarus and the rich man, and I think it's in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, in that, someone died and went down to Hades. Now, Hades was the Greek word for Sheol, or the Greek word for the grave. And in Hades, there were two places. There was a place called Abraham's bosom, where the good people went. And there was a place called, um, you know, a place of suffering, where everyone else went. An interesting story. We'll get to that in about a year and a half. But um, the grave is ready for me. And he, Job was basically saying, I want to die and the grave will take all who are willing. And, um, but in this example, the grave is ready for him because the grave is ready for everyone, but he was also ready for the grave. But for most of us, we're not ready for the grave, but the, even though the grave is ready for us. I remember um, when I was, um, when was this? 2008 or nine, my uh, great grandmother, we call her Super Nana, she lived to be 105. And we went to see her when she was 105 in Sydney. And I remember her saying to me, she was a great, a great woman of faith. When we walked in the door and we brought our three little children, we had three children at the time, we now have seven, but we brought the three. And the first thing she said to them was, do you know the Lord? <laughs> now here was a woman who lived for Christ. Her first question to our kids is, do you know the Lord? Now talk about a witness. And um, she said, she said that she just wanted to go be with Jesus. She was ready for the grave. She had lived a life of serving the Lord and she was ready for the grave, but not the way Job was. He was ready for the grave because his life was terrible and he just wanted it over. But my super nana, she was ready for the grave because she'd lived a life and served the Lord and she was just ready. And, uh, but she said to me, sure, she said to us, she said, I don't think the Lord wants me. <laughs> because she was thinking, why am I getting so old and I'm not going? And I'll tell you why. The reason she, the Lord was leaving her there so long was because she was a faithful witness for him. Like I just told you about my own children. When she was a, in that nursing home with other elderly people, what was she talking to them about? She's at the, you could say she was at the battlefront. She was at the point where people are dying and meeting, meeting their maker every week. In those aged care homes, there's usually someone dies every week. She's in the battlefront, so to speak, the, the place where people are having their last chance and she is giving them a chance. She's saying, do you know the Lord? So of course God's gonna keep her around. And so there's my bonus tip for living a long life. Be a faithful witness to Christ because if he takes you home early, great, you're with him. But, but if you become an asset to him and his kingdom and he wants to keep you around because if you're witnessing, then you're helping. And so, yeah, Job was ready for the grave, but, uh, but not in the way that we're talking about. My Nana was ready for the grave because she just wanted to meet the Lord. But the, I guess the question we should ask ourselves is, are you and I ready for the grave? Are we ready to meet the Lord? And I'd say many people are not. Many young Christians are not ready for the grave. They, in their mind, they have a life yet to live. They have plans. And that brings us down to verse 11, where Job said, my days are past, my plans are broken off, as are the thoughts of my heart. And what happens is you might have plans, 
But when something comes along and cuts across the front of your plans, like what happened to Job, suddenly your plans come to nothing. And um, so when a tragedy happens in someone's life, and which is the whole book of Job is about a tragedy, the plans that you have suddenly become meaningless. So you might have plans to say, um, you know, I'm going to save up, I'm going to put money in my retirement fund, my super, my 401k. I'm going to, you know, when I turn 65, I'm going to have this amount in there and my plan is to travel the world. And so you've got all these plans, the way you're going to do things, what you're going to do, I'm going to be a part of this, I'm going to, you know, get known for this. You have all your plans and then a tragedy happens. And then what do your plans mean? Your plans don't mean anything. And so the truth is that most of man's plans or most of human's plans or women's plans, the plans that any person makes just don't mean anything in light of eternity. There's only one, usually the thing, only things that have any lasting meaning are the things that have value in Christ or value in God. When we stand before the Lord on that final day, it's how good a, uh, a stamp collection we have isn't going to matter very much or how many countries we, we went to isn't going to be super important. There are some things that aren't going to matter, but i tell you what, when my super nana stood before the Lord, which of course I wasn't there when it happened, but I, she would so thoroughly have been welcomed in because she had a life where her purpose, her plan was to share the gospel even in her aged care home. So, um, <laughs> you know... I guess what I'm trying to say is that let out, let your plans be the things that the Lord has planned for you to do. The Lord has planned for us to bear fruit, fruit that will last, says the scriptures. So let us find ourselves doing that. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for Job chapter 17 and his speech and the things that have come out of it. Even though there's so much in these speeches that we can't comment on it all, Lord, I pray that you enrich in our hearts, you enrich in our hearts, Make us strong and full of the love of Christ. And Lord, I'm not going to pray for patience and fall into that trap. But Lord, help us when we go through trials to be patient. In Jesus' name, amen.